0: To the brink and if it I guess it's the best kind of podcast, cause it's my kind of podcast. It's your kind of podcast and it's all kind of podcast. So it's time for the podcast. <laughs> I didn't take a big enough breath. I ran out of air. You tapered off. That Start was so terrible. That's right now. We Woo! are. It's because I've been out of, out of, out of. <laughs> so off, late. Off, off, out of work for, not out of work. That's off true. the job for a week.
1: We took a break. We took a break
0: for Thanksgiving. Uh huh.
1: But Phew. we still provided award winning content that yes. has won no awards.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we give it's like that comedian who said what is it? He did the comedy special called like the award winning or like best ever comedy special. Yeah. <laughs> we right. just the best ever podcast episode ever.
1: Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to the episode best episode. Episode 176. Whoa. It's gonna be fun. Promises, promises. Our um our last episode was about the challenge. That was a little holiday gift. To the listeners. Yeah, people ate it
0: right up. They loved it.
1: I really did. And I kept thinking of things later that I wanted to talk about, and then I thought, poor Sarah, she's so sick of talking about it. No, I was thinking that how much it, it's been long enough
0: that, you know, I was in it. That yeah. It's kind of fun to reminisce now. Yeah. And now, it's, uh, you know, the, the painful memories, you know how it always happens, uh, the painful memories kind of go away. Yeah. And you remember the good times. So, you know, I like reflecting back. It's not as terrible
1: the, I wrote an article for Salon a few years ago and that I've just published a follow-up to um, about kind of the bad parts, yeah. like the way that women and men are treated differently on the shows. And that brought back a lot of thoughts about, oh, yeah, that happened and this happened. Mm. And I almost can't include a lot of it because it's like um, there's almost too much. There's so many stories. Yeah. It's kind of crazy, and then you kind of forget about it. Yeah, and then
0: one story reminds you of another story, and all you have to do is talk to one person. Yeah. And they have a totally different set of stories and memories.
1: Yeah. I've been creating a lot of memories on my Brooklyn and Sheets, though. Oh.
0: oh. (laughs) You love it. I do, and so does my little puppy. He loves your Brooklyn and Sheets? So much. I caught him cuddling in there today.
1: Our our listener, Casey, bought brooklyn and sheets because she heard about them on our show and tweeted a picture of her cat who tucks her the cat tucks itself into the covers in her new brooklyn i'm gonna need to see that that's adorable it really is if you want to upgrade your sheets or if you want to give a lovely holiday gift which i think is a great idea to people in your life that need new sheets which is all of them then this is a great gift idea um, it was founded by a husband and wife team who were like, let's get some luxury sheets without huge price tags. And so they created these gorgeous, um, bedding. Cause it's not just sheets, it's, you know, they have pillows, they have all kinds of stuff. But we love our Brooklyn sheets. Try them and you'll love them too. Brooklinen.com has an exclusive offer for our listeners. You get 20 bucks off and free shipping when you use promo code BRAINCANDY at Brooklinen.com. In fact, Brooklinen is so confident you'll love your new sheets that they offer a risk-free 60-night satisfaction guarantee and a lifetime warranty on all their sheets and comforters. There's no reason not to give these sheets or tr- try them for yourself or give them as a gift this holiday season. Give the gift of luxury sheets. The only way to get twenty dollars off and free shipping is to use promo code brain candy at Brooklyn com. That's B R O O K L I N E N dot com. Promo code Brain Candy. Brooklyn and these are the best sheets ever. Woo! <laughs> that was a tongue twister. But they really are wonderful and I love the idea of giving them as a gift. Mm-hmm.
0: So make sure you do that. Christmas shopping, done. There you go. <laughs> Problem solved. You're welcome. I've missed you. Oh, missed you so much. I have a lot to talk about. Yeah, you do?
1: Do you have something you want to share first? Well, I oh, just have you a couple have a funny story. stories. Yeah. Um,
0: so it's Thanksgiving and we've, you know, spent some time with my family. And because I've had time off and or my family's had time off and we, you know, they've been taking long car rides to visit people, blah, blah, blah. They listened to the podcast. Oh, no. And so I got feedback uh, from my row. husband. Oh no. And my mom about the podcast. All positive. They love it. They say we're real funny. Especially now my my husband says it like he's surprised. Like he's wow, you guys are like really funny. Oh, Duh. We know. <laughs> but <laughs> we w- know. One, of the, one of the things that I couldn't stop laughing about was I kept, I showed him the video of the hula hooping. And yes. I thought he was going to think that's so funny because I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And I go, what the heck is a big deal? Not even one laugh. Not even a smile. I don't even get that. And you know what he said? No. He said, well... That's, like, normal you. (laughs) So you want me to, like, laugh all the time? i get used to this. Pretty much. That's what I said.
1: Really? Like, he's so accustomed to your nonsense? He was like,
0: that's like like a Tuesday. What? Uh Uh-huh. Wonder why (laughs) you've been normalized. Yeah, but then, you know, I think about it with him, too. And when he's, like, you know being extra hilarious yeah. i'm always like rolling my eyes <laughs> everybody else wow. is cracking up so
1: maybe that's for the best probably because otherwise you'd be like yeah cuckoo crazy cuckoo over there
0: and here's my mom's uh what she like she pointed out what you I'm know scared. what scared she had a revelation and as have i what remember when we talked about whistling and how we hate whistlers yeah i'm the whistler <gasps> and so is she oh no it's us I didn't even know. We didn't know. And she's like, I didn't know. I'm always doing it. And then now I'm (laughs) in grocery stores. I'm so hyper aware of my whistling. I'm the whistler. What is wrong with you? No joke. And then also, how awful of me to then be annoyed with all the other whistlers out there when anybody else is humming a tune. Are you trying to tell me that you've been
1: whistling all this time
0: without knowing you've been whistling? Yeah, I think so. I think... That a song comes... And I may even sing in the grocery store.
1: Oh! It's s- mostly
0: in the grocery store.
1: I have a real problem. This is actually the same reason that I am not okay with farting. People farting around me. Is <laughs> How <laughs> is this going to be related? <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> <That> <laughs> I feel like if you invade my airspace mm-hmm. with a fart... Or a tune. Or, or <laughs> my earspace <laughs> with noise... Then you better have a damn good
0: reason. Hmm. And Whitney Houston <laughs> How will I Know is not good enough reason?
1: <laughs> no, thank you. Although I do think you and your mom are in the um, the minority. I think it is a mostly male we trait. Are,
0: yeah, we are. And then I, I mean, I was just thinking everything we said is true, but also it's us. <sighs> I know. We're the worst, but I'm not doing it as I should much, have known so. though, because... My name is Sarah and I'm Whistler. <laughs> Welcome, Sarah. No,
1: you are not welcome. <laughs> You're unwelcome in this place. Oh, oh those are good. Good stories. Uh, I saw Tori. Oh, how was our that? Our friend from the Challenge in Road
0: Rules. And her kitties. Oh, my God. Was that fun Our or kids what? were bonky. I can't. Tell me everything. There
1: was just six boys in the house. Wait, oh, one, two, three, four, five boys. Oh, my God. and they, All boys. Uh-huh. Okay. And I kept going like, are they okay? What's going on? They're and she goes, into... I can tell you only have one because this uh-huh. is what it sounds like all the time uh-huh. in they my turn hearts. into the
0: Lost Boys from Peter Pan.
1: Yeah. It just, it was like something's wrong with them. <laughs> you could tell they only,
0: <laughs> that you only have one kid.
1: I kept going, do you think that's okay? Did I hear someone crying? <laughs> She's, She's like, like they're normal. fine.
0: <laughs> they're fine. Oh, that's so funny. We had a lovely time How now? old are her kids now? Six and two. Oh, my gosh. those are That's a big kid. Uh-huh. Oh, cute. Yeah, they had a lot
1: of fun. We did, too. We laughed our A's off. Any uh, stories?
0: <clears throat> uh, I got a lot of tea. Ooh. I'll have what to you tell got? You off the air. Oh, off the air tea. I mean, there was some good stuff going on. People should on. probably join our Patreon Q&A because we drink wine there and the tea often <laughs> spills. It's so an accident. If you are like, hey, we want to hear those stories. Well, there mm. we spill it. <laughs> Accidentally, but it happens.
1: Okay. One thing that I really loved that I read lately that I did not think I was going to love. So I, I try to keep a running tally of all the articles I want to read. Yeah. And then some I expect to be amazing. And then others, I'm like, well, I want to read that, but it's probably going to be just okay. okay. But there was this article. Judge, you make It was about why human beings tend to personify their gadgets, you know, like they become attached uh-huh. to, even you know, Alexa or Siri or even like your phone. Oh, I always say th-
0: say thank you to Siri too. What the heck is that about? Okay, and that's it feels like I need to. Oh wow.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, so the article had a bit in it that was so interesting. And of course, part of the answer, predictably, is loneliness. Right. So, oh. when people feel lonely, then they're more inclined to. Um, feel a connection to their devices so they did this study where they primed the people by reminding them i guess they asked them like can you name a time when you felt isolated like in college or whatever Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they had to recall that story and then uh after having done that they tended to exaggerate the number of facebook friends that they had when they were asked how many facebook friends do you have And this is so sad. <laughs> but then, in, friends. interestingly, though, if between the time that they told the story about being isolated and then later when they were asked about the Facebook friends, if in between that time they were allowed to play with their phone and uh, attribute personal qualities to it, mm-hmm. then they did not exaggerate their Facebook mm. friends. So the phone was acting as like a conduit for actual human interaction which i thought was bonky and interesting
0: it is interesting
1: that in our hearts part of our bodies really does feel like this thing is
0: right a, it's more than just a thing yeah can you believe I, that no and yes like it's i i feel like there's almost got to be a what do they call it like a, a law of diminishing returns or like a point where that then becomes a negative, you mm-hmm. know, like that what, right. to a certain extent, <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it fixes that. But then if that becomes the only replacement the for it, yeah, then I wonder what kind of like unintended consequences can come up from that being the substitution. Like it's one of those, Hey, better than nothing, but is it the best Yeah, is where I, you know, but interesting.
1: Yeah, it really is. Even just the first part about how when you feel when you're reminded of a time where you felt lonely, yeah. then you exact, yeah. you lie about your Facebook. Mm-hmm. By the way, don't lie about that cuz yeah, who gives a cares? Crap? <laughs> Have some money Lie about something good. Yeah have some of mine she said
0: yeah sarah has too many and she does not value them in any not on facebook because i i i have lost on there i don't even do that so if, contact me on other things it's such a, it's so weird
1: i mean i have i feel I've, too
0: emotionally invested in every single human being out there so then i have to like follow them and that is not them it and that's a real cute story it's, though it is true it's too much it's too too much pressure
1: I'll tell you what, one device I do feel connected to, though, is my watch.
0: I'm wearing mine right now.
1: Movement.
0: Woo! Oh, God, I love them.
1: I, I saw Gretchen in Chicago over the holiday, and she, my sister, and she had hers on, and it looked stunning. It's great. I mean, it looked like proper luxury timepiece. Yes. And the best part about it is it doesn't cost a million dollars. Yes. You hear what I'm saying? Yes! <laughs> I feel like you're at church right now. Yeah. Um, movement watches are really lovely and luxurious, but they don't, you know, break the bank. And you've probably heard us talk about them. And we think you should get one for the holidays, or maybe give one to mm-hmm. someone in your family that's hard to buy for. It's a great uh, thing to give, and they'll feel like they got something really special, but for only starting at ninety-five bucks. The best. And at the department store, you'd pay like four or five hundred dollars. Yes, so they
0: look like. A trillion
1: dollars. They really do. I love
0: mine. <laughs> I'm wearing it right now. I feel like Sarah's going to cry right now. I just, I'm just happy to finally find something that's like luxury at an affordable price.
1: Right. And so our listeners get 15% off with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com slash bcp. It's a watch that has a really clean design, makes great fashion statement. They have several. I'm, I'm talking about it like it's one watch, but they have men's they have women's they have all different uh styles and uh now's the time to step up your watch game go to mvmt.com slash bcp and
0: join the movement okay i want to get your comment on something yes how about Meghan markle getting engaged to prince harry you excited i'm so excited i love everything about it <laughs> what do you love about it uh i mean mostly that she's not white Can
1: yeah pretty that?
0: much Yes! Yeah, I'm I'm so happy about that.
1: Yeah, man. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I watched, uh, you know, Black Twitter get real excited about it. Yes, I love that. They're Black American princess.
0: Ah! So it'd be so great. And she's wonderful and fabulous. Yeah, and she so seems like a gem. And such a gem. Yeah. And I just love that, like...
1: They're going to have the cutest kids ever. Oh, my
0: gosh. Redhead and... Come on. Right. The only thing that I just have to, like, try to get over <clears throat> is... And, I mean... There's a part of me that just can't excuse it, is the Nazi dress-up thing he did. He talks about it now, though. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he talks about how um, he uh, really never dealt with his mom's death. Mm. And he was, what, 11 when that happened or something? And says he only cried about it maybe twice. Mm. And that never went to therapy, never handled it. Jeez. Just soldiered on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Literally. So to speak.
1: And And then he made really bad choices. And he talks about that he believes that the underlying reason for those bad choices was this unresolved pain. Yeah. And I appreciate that he talks about it. I do too, actually. You know, he says how regretful it was and how he's sickened by it now.
0: So I read something about a comment that he had made um, about some, I don't know, tomfoolery that happened in Las Vegas. Yeah. And he said that he, after he had spent so much time, like he didn't really know who he was. And then he spent time as a soldier and he, he said he became too much soldier and not enough Prince. And that was how that whole, you know. Really? Yeah. That he was in this environment that, where that would be a totally normal thing. Yeah. You know, to party with the military oh, boys and da, 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 da. Yeah. You know, it was like a frat party. You know yeah, then, but that's not the behavior you expect from the prince, so you know
1: he's come a long way, and yeah, she, I love him. She's adorable, and she's divorced, I know,
0: which is divorced, fun. person of color, you know, American American, yeah, just not it's exactly what the British royalty needs. do you
1: think Charles is crabby because he? Loved a divorced woman and couldn't marry her because they were still big on you had to be marry a virgin back then. He loved Camilla, but she what? was divorced, so he had to marry Di. What? And she was only nineteen, and he was didn't 30. he end up with Camilla? Any oh. dude? Do you not know this whole nope. story?
0: Nope, don't know that.
1: And like, wow, he was in love with her the entire time and would Shh. like send her letters and presents and. Even in Diana's interviews later, she would say, well, there were three of us in this marriage, weren't there? Oh, you know, like, oh, damn. He once did this, I forget if it was, his phone was tapped or, I think so. His phone was tapped and there's a recording of him saying that he wished that he was Camilla's tampon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? Oh, that makes me squeeze onto mine a little tighter. But, I mean, that's what happens when you have all these traditions that, stifle That's so personal weird. choice mm-hmm. and so then he ended up with a, a lovely woman but he didn't yeah. love her yeah and so he was like wishing he was somebody's tampon
0: <laughs> oh my god that is so funny <laughs>
1: right what but i funny comment. i just wonder like what he thinks now and it's like he's probably happy that his kids can marry who they want mm-hmm. but he's a little probably bit of like, resentment a little late here yeah mm-hmm. but i'm happy for those crazy kids yeah they better not fuck it up, or I'll be furious. No, Sorry, I think Linda. they're gonna be
0: great, and they look really like in love. And, they do, yeah. The way she holds onto his arm—it's mm-hmm. like real love. I agree. I like that shit. But you know what? I don't like Nazis, and they're freaking everywhere now. We just got Call of Duty. <laughs> I, and you I have were to like doing like a segue into one of our no, like a commercial. You no, know that's what? I just don't like real thing. No. Like that's like what I'm crabby about. They're, I feel like well, we that's got the for game sure. Call of Duty, and I got that for my husband's birthday. Yes, and when you put it in two-player mode, one person has to be the ally and one person has to be in the axis. Mm. And so, like, I am always second player, so I'm often a Nazi. Oh, that's weird. I can't deal with this. Can't we both be on the same team and both of us killing Nazis? And why why is this... It's, like, normalizing it in a way that, I don't know. I kind of have mixed feelings about the prevalence of Nazis in our culture, even if it is to shoot them. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And same with that Wolfenstein. There's another game out there right now that's all about Nazi, like killing Nazis too. And I'm just like, I don't... What do you think?
1: Yeah, I know what you're saying. And there was that article in the New York Times that people were really mad about because it was like the Nazi next door. And it had oh, a picture of that. him like grocery shopping. Uh-huh. And people got really mad. It's
0: like, I'm not a white supremacist. I'm a white nationalist. He said saying that over and over in the...
1: Really? Yeah. Uh, in
0: the um In the article. Yeah.
1: I mean... It's hard to say what the right answer is, mm-hmm. in terms of like how to cover it, but it did ring a bit like because mm-hmm. they would not do that with a person of color. That that's mm-hmm. what we how we talk about criminals and terrible people who happen to be white. Like we make them nuanced. Oh my gosh,
0: You're you know, right?
1: Like they put uh, two articles next to each other. One was that one, and the way they talked about that Nazi and how it was like, you know, so sympathetic, like and then normalizing they put up, him. And then they put up text of a a black man who had been accused of something and it had said um, he wasn't so innocent or he hadn't been so innocent. (sighs) The way that they spoke about those two were very
0: different. I didn't even think about that.
1: You know, like we try to humanize. You're totally right. Even when Charles Manson died, there was like articles like the human side of Charles. What? That That
0: guy's a monster and he's insane. (laughs) Monster. Burn,
1: baby, burn. So I'm not into all that. Yeah, a lot of jazz. Yeah, mm. I did read an interesting uh, article about um this site. Well, you know, Refinery Twenty Nine. Yes. Well, there's a section of the site which I had never heard of called Money Diaries, Mm-mm. and it w- began as this way for you know, primarily women—that's who uses the site—to log their expenses and like get advice on how they could maybe cut corners or like be more. I don't know, responsible with their money. Mm-hmm. But it turned into this kind of like strange, because it's anonymous, a strange like voyeuristic yeah. experience where...
0: You're like looking at other people's yeah, budget And or, judging them. Yeah, Of course. Like when you go to the grocery store and I always look at other people's shopping carts.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like the digital version of that, mm-hmm. except you also know what their income is. So you can like mm-hmm. kind of really judge them Ooh. because... What it, it's just weird because on this, in this article, it's talking about how, because it's mostly women, there's also a gendered component of the way women treat each other mm-hmm. and the way that we talk about each other and judge sp- money spending mm-hmm. and how it's almost like the last frontier of like things we're allowed to be critical of cuz we're supposed to be body positive and we're yeah. supposed to be super like yes queen and all that stuff yes. but like this is kind of the last thing where we're allowed to be like um you shouldn't really be buying that
0: and we have this idea i feel like a lot of women now that you mentioned this are very critical or judgmental or maybe i think this comes from a guilt or shame or of of spending money on yourself
1: so we put this.
0: You every every penny should be for the greater good, for the family, for others. And I wonder if it's like that. I don't think it's the same with men. Well, absolutely I think they can not. justify. Oh, I bought myself this video game console because da 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 da. Whereas a woman can't justify. Oh, I bought myself this handbag because da 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 da. Right, As easy. In yeah, the and culture the, we live the, in. the
1: women that are held up and praised on that site. Are the ones that are basically living like ascetic lives, uh, uh, like churning their own butter, right, practically. and not
0: doing anything where they're like this one woman, themselves or giving to themselves, when, even though they're, they're earning money. What the hell,
1: right? This one gal lived in Alaska and like canned her food and all this stuff, and one day she went out and got takeout, mm-hmm. and then said i used the leftovers and everything and everyone was like yours is the best diary ever like as if that's nice Uh but who because they would they were giving examples of other women who made like two hundred thousand dollars a year and would go for like a bikini wax and women would be like um do you really fuck that shit i
0: don't like that yeah and how we budget our money and what we decide to spend it on is a personal decision like what what we value you know mm-hmm. and there's a
1: million reasons why people buy what they buy and yes. and perf- you know in certain ways they might not spend money at all and then in other ways they're luxurious I mean I
0: know a lot of people who can think that they're saving money when they shop at the 99 cent store but are more wasteful than other people who are buying things you know that's so true so I, it, it, there, I think that's a good point it's all perception and it's all yeah. about, you know, what we value.
1: But you did hit the nail on the head. It talked about in the article how self-critical women could be mm-hmm. where they're like, and I, you know, like I only did this one time and. I know. Cause I'm, I do it <clears> to myself. <clears throat> about spending. Yes.
0: What, what do you say to My yourself? God, I just feel like I'm never deserving of anything that I won't, I, I won't. You know, I'll go as long as I can without getting my hair dyed. I'll, you know, won't give myself a pedicure or a manicure because I know I can do that myself, and then I feel like it's wasteful. And what did I do that deserves the hour of, you know, pampering and blah blah blah? Huh? Yeah. But then well, again, I won't even go to the doctor, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe we have a, you have other yeah, things going on.
0: But self care is not high on my list.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's an interesting idea. But I think
0: everybody else, I think we deserve that. That's Mm -hmm. the worst, is that that's how I feel about myself. But I would not, I don't want to feel that way about somebody else. And I think it's so important for people to, you know, take that time for themselves. I'll
1: include the um, article in the newsletter, which you can sign up for on our website, thebrainkittypodcast.com, because... There were a lot of details that I think people would find interesting in the way cuz it quoted a lot of users and how they talked yeah. to each other that it was really interesting. And frankly, the way people spend
0: money to me is fascinating. I really want to know now. You mention <laughs> it. I'm like I got I got to look at that.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. right? And just some people are real funny. They'll they'll like say when they buy cocaine or <laughs>
0: like, stuff like that. <laughs>
1: oh, but gosh. yeah, it's just yeah. interesting.
0: I know somebody who recently stopped smoking pot and they were like Oh, yeah, this is great. I'm probably going to save like 200 bucks a month. Right, like well... Work that into the budget. I mean, I can see. Yeah, it's great.
1: I'll tell you what you should spend money on. What? FabFitFun.
0: That's like the exact amount that he's saving, so... I feel
1: like everyone I know is... In, into it. Yeah, because it's so is great. loving it. These um, are seasonal subscription boxes for busy women to discover brands and products for a life well-lived. And you can... Look inside and find a party because it's basically everything from socks to coffee mug to a scarf to makeup. I mean, it is packed full of stuff. Oh, I love
0: my new makeup.
1: I was wondering. It's so nice. It looked really nice. I let Sarah take a few things out of my box. Thank you. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: But it's just really nice to get a little something for you. Like you were saying, it's nice to, to not...
0: Hello, treat yourself.
1: Yeah, like... You're buying for everyone else. Why not? Yeah. Or it makes a great gift if you do want to buy for somebody in your life who deserves a special treat. I bought one for my sister, mm. one for my mom. My mom never buys anything like right. that. Um, but you get over $200 worth of products for forty nine ninety nine. Oh, I
0: should get that for my mother-in-law.
1: That's what I'm saying. That's
0: smart. I don't know what I was thinking. Do
1: you know how psyched she would be? This is right up rally. <laughs> Use promo code uh brain candy for $10 off your first box so it's only 39.99 and you go to fabfitfun to subscribe sign up to get your fabfitfun box today go to fabfitfun.com and use promo code braincandy to get $10 off your first box that's over $200 value for just 39.99 again go to fabfitfun.com and use our code braincandy to get $10 off your first Fat Fit Fun box. And then if you go on Refinery 29, <laughs> you can let them know you spent 3999 but that you saved a ton of dough. There you
0: go. And they will not shame you.
1: Price, yeah, they won't shame They'll you. They'll be like, yo, what's that code? <laughs> um, okay, what's next here? Um let me tell you some stuff. Tell me some stuff. Um what would you feel like if your family <laughs> Business
0: yes. was sex toys. Okay, I wondered about this once. <laughs> Not sex toys once, but like, what if your family business were was something weird? Well, about... just because when we read that book, the funeral, the confessions yeah. of the funeral director, and he, yeah, I, I thought, what about other weird family businesses? You know, could you get into that? You're just kind of like, oh, this is what I do, like bikini waxers. I don't know.
1: Yeah. So, like if your family trade was bikini waxing,
0: yeah. you're like the Bushmans. <laughs> That's hilarious. Actually, it would be called something else, not the Bushmans. It would be the opposite. The no Bush. Yeah, the No Bush.
1: Well, it was an article in the New York Times about this family who had been in the pleasure industry for, <laughs> for many, many years yeah. and how. Back in the sixties, even even though it was free love and all that stuff, it was still like yeah,
0: taboo and taboo. Also, yeah, there was like a, a right and wrong way. That was the sexual revolution, man. Johnson and John or uh, uh, Masters and Johnson. What's that? Oh, the whole study, the Kinsey study. That was like oh, the oh, time. Oh, oh. So Masters yeah. and Johnson were the ones who wrote. Um, what is it? What was it called? Joy of Sex. I think was the book that came out. That was like the how to guide. And it was the first. They they studied sex, they
1: good for them a book
0: about it, blah, blah, blah. But get back to your article.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, just that over time it's changed a lot and the people that the generation that's currently sort mm-hmm. of taking the reins, it's they their friends would think it's the coolest thing ever. But yeah. growing up it wasn't like that. It was like they didn't even know what their dad did. They thought I'm he was sure. in the mafia. <laughs> oh my god. <gosh. laughs> because what are you gonna say at cocktail parties and stuff? You know, like Dad Mm. makes dildos.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right? It's coming out with a new one this year. It's ribbed for her pleasure.
1: And there were, even in the article, there were pictures of like the factory and these like union type guys working at the factory. I think about that,
0: that there's somebody who is the quality inspector. Right. (laughs) Of the dildo that I own. (laughs) Which one is it? Uh, It's a secret? No, it's not a secret. Does it have a name? I got a new one. Good for you. Yeah, like just a little bit ago. What do you mean? You were just like, I'm in the mood. But- yeah. Oh my God. Because I was like, I feel like we, we, we need to update this thing. I've had this for forever. Because it was like,
1: you know. It was wearing Battery, <laughs> like, right? What if?
0: No. I mean, not real. Sort of. But, you know, just like battery. It took batteries and like, we've come a long way. Now it's a. Now what is it? USB. USB. You have. What do you plug it into your computer or what? It's like a USB cord, like, like right into an Apple outlet thing. Oh. Uh- Hilarious. Oh my Wireless, god! Wireless, cordless, multiple Jeez, settings. Jeez, Louise! It's fantastic. And black, you know? No. Yeah. Yes. I love that. None of that purple, pink bullshit. I don't want that. And I want like that's a good point. It looks like silly putty. It's silly.
1: Yeah. Really.
0: Like what? Why do I, I don't need you to f- feminize a dick? <laughs> is what you're doing? I don't think that's what they're. Doing. I know they're not, but like oh, the purple ones, like or... yeah, you know how it's like purple and pink. You have. T- Two color options for vibrators, purple and pink. Right. And so they, I saw a black one. I was like, Sold.
1: That's the one. That's the one. Mm. So, well, there you go. now <laughs> even as the industry has changed, people have brand loyalty, which is a new thing oh, in the industry where they're uh, like, I uh, like this particular company's yes. vagina molds. And... Um, it was just, I like when an art, the article, China under the article was, the article was supposedly about this family business, but then of course it unpacks the whole industry. And it talks about how, you know, in the last few decades, women have really become the main consumers of these sex toys. Whereas in the mm-hmm. early days it was dudes buying whatever. Oh, that's Crap. really? I like, can't even imagine to, a guy, like, what, like
0: what, is, what are they buying? Like, they
1: were trying to introduce it into the bedroom, and they'd have to, like, figure out how to do, uh, say to their lady. And so now it's great, but it's still a male-dominated business of so the mm-hmm. people making the decisions are men and so things are changing because we need more women to be like we don't want these pink and purple dildos we want big black cocks remember or when we, yes, that's <laughs>
0: or whatever. Whatever. remember when we were in san francisco and i pointed out that store? i was like oh my god good vibes there, it, and there was like cha- there were multiple stores I'm like look at these ladies that was a female run and i remember going in there and them teaching me about like this is how you use it this is what you want this is what you wash with and they made it really comfortable and they had like like cocktail parties that you can go and, and maybe yeah. like talk about sexual issues and things like that and just made it comfortable. We need way more of that.
1: It mentioned that store, the the San Francisco based Good Vibrations mm-hmm. was like the pioneer of yeah. making it mainstream.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But that it took a long time for it to go all over the US. Like probably the digital age is what yeah. did it. Mm-hmm. Um, don't you wonder, like when you see adult marts though, and you think who's going in there, there's an internet, not for like toys, but for like porn
0: movies. Oh, porn movies. I'm I'm like, like, what are they they going going in there there for? for. That I think then becomes like, that is the addiction is not the porn itself, but the going to find it, the looking through it, the feeling a little bit taboo while you're in there. The whole, it's almost like a ritual. Yeah. The same way you'd have a ritual around any other addiction. Right. So I think that is an element there. But, you know, you pop into those. I popped in on Halloween to one of those shops because I needed a pair of, you know, what are they called? Uh, 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 fishnet stockings. Who else was in there? A lot of women.
1: Almost well, I guess all for Halloween, it was Halloween probably... And it was
0: all, and it was the, I'll tell you, you know, it's funny. It was the one time when I didn't feel shame or a sense of like embarrassment or a little bit of anxiety going in there. Because I was like, oh, it's Halloween. People expect me to dress like a slut. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. You know? But then I'm like, why can't I feel like this? Like, what, what's wrong with walking in there any other day of the year? And why should I even be embarrassed to, like, mm-hmm. peruse the aisles of a...
1: Uh, do you pick up anything else?
0: Um, I'm trying to think. No. Some oils? I do like, you know, those little, like, uh, one-time use... Little, you could try them out. They have what? Like little, one time use what? Like glides, or, or sometimes they have the ones that uh, are stimulating. What, lube? Give you, yeah, like a little lube, or, and they're like little heat. It's like it's a like, sample. Like a little heat down there and little.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my favorite things that you do. Like, <laughs> what, so,
0: ironically.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even though face. I hate whistling, <laughs> that's funny.
0: <laughs> Just that one. <laughs>
1: Because it means something. Uh-huh. Oh, Changing funny. the subject.
0: <laughs> Away um, from dildos.
1: Yeah. So did you know... I have no segue for this one. <laughs> did you know that there was a chicken who <laughs> lived for 18 months
0: after its head was cut off? I've heard of the chickens who can live with... But I didn't know it was any more than a couple minutes.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. That is a phenomenon where yes. the, the chicken with its head cut off running yeah. around.
0: But this one... <laughs> you say it. I, I forgot about that expression and now it's extra silly.
1: But this one lived eight, a year and a half after its head was chopped off. What? And his name was Miracle Mike.
0: <laughs> What's happening?
1: <laughs> and I cannot tell you the joy that... How do you
0: feed it? Wait. 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 <laughs> What is happening? This is a load of baloney. This is like it's the not. fucking staircase, it's and we're gonna find out that we were duped. This is all a trick. It's not, Sarah. What are they doing? Stuffing little pieces of corn into his <laughs> neck hole, Susie Meister. Corn. What is he? Did somebody have to chew it? Did the pre-masticate it because he doesn't have a beak anymore? Please. I almost don't want to tell you this story because yours is better. I feel like there's a severed is it what
1: so the head was totally off. Okay. There was no head. I can't I'm
0: having a <laughs> lot of feelings right now.
1: And um evidently eighty <laughs> percent of the chicken's brain it's in it it's um the stem oh, of its
0: cerebellum or like brainstem, yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: so it could, you know, rarely you could hit it at just the right spot where it would live, you know, beyond the... Now, cho- get,
0: define live.
1: Okay. Quality with, of life right? Here. So, but then most of them would bleed to death, like regardless, like even if their brain was still there. Uh-huh. And I think that's the chicken with its head cut yes, off thing. and then it like goes... Wah. So this one didn't bleed to death and the reason was because he lucky bastard had a blood clot at that moment.
0: Oh <laughs> and so This is probably like the second coming of Christ and now we've <laughs> turned him into a chicken nugget.
1: So then to feed the chicken they had to use a dropper and drop whatever liquid into into <laughs> its esophagus.
0: I that's 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 that I can't. I but can't. it would
1: get blocked really easy.
0: Like, what do they have to do? Blow it into. They it? had what to
1: With the straw. Shoot like a syringe okay, down in there. I can't.
0: Could, no. And could, then no. one day, <laughs> whose job is this? That's a fucking family it's business owner, I don't want to
1: be in. Right. It was just a farmer, and then they took it on the like circuit of like the Barnum Bailey style like road show. I mean, you know, might as well. They took it on the circuit, and then one day they accidentally. left.
0: The syringe at the fair. I thought you were gonna say he got hit crossing the road. (laughs) No, he was just trying to get to the other side.
1: (laughs) No, they accidentally left the syringe at the fair, and when they were at their hotel, the chicken started having its esophageal block. (laughs) They left this, and they were like, "Preventable uh death,
0: murderers!"
1: It could still be with us could today be with us today yep
0: oh my god this was
1: back in like
0: the this early is, 20th century this this story it's, is some special It's my new favorite thing it provided me <laughs> with so many f- emotions uh-huh wow right r.i.p r.i.p magic mike <laughs> magic mike no that's <laughs> the stripper
1: miracle miracle
0: mike, mike.
1: <laughs> magic mike was a separate phenomenon <laughs> <that happens. laughs> That also involves meat. Oh my god. Speaking of meat. Oh yes. I'll tell you what I'm addicted sausage. to. Sausage. And <laughs> sausage. I am addicted to Omaha steaks. I am officially used our code about ten times to buy meats for everyone I own. Everyone I know. <laughs> I don't own them. Um and here's why I think it's great because people are so freaking busy this time of year. And I yes. keep thinking of people who I'm like, they are busy. I'm going to send them meat and they're going to be so excited. And they are because then they don't have to go out and buy it and it's delicious. Here's what's in this um, family gift pack. The, the deal is that for 49.95, you can get the family gift pack when you go to OmahaSteaks.com and enter our code BRAINCANDY in the search bar. That's key. you got to do it in the search mm-hmm. bar for 75% off. And here's what's in it. Two filet mignons, two top sirloins, two boneless pork chops, four boneless chicken breasts, four cabasi sausages, four burgers, four potatoes au gratin, four caramel apple tartlets, one Omaha Steak seasoning packet, plus you get four additional Kabasi sausages free. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter our code Brain Candy in the search bar and get 75% saving. It's the gift guaranteed to be a hit.
0: For goodness sake. That's a lot of food.
1: I know. It's an exclusive savings just for our listeners. And uh, you get all that for less than 50 bucks.
0: It's the best deal.
1: It's it's
0: so good. Because that was about eight meals for us. Yeah, did you love them? Oh, every single piece. Did you have a favorite one? Uh, I surprisingly liked the sausage. <gasps> of course you did. I know. Oh,
1: my God. I I and been...
0: just grilled it up so great, and he like cut the nice lines in it. You know how you when you make sausage and then you cut the lines? I don't know why it looks better like that. Mm-hmm. And then it gets the right grill marks on it, yeah. and it kind of opens up. Oh, it's just beautiful.
1: That is beautiful. Yeah, and then we oh made it, mixed
0: them in with our eggs the next morning.
1: That sounds so good. Like I an didn't extra, even think like a twofer.
0: Love it. Okay, back to chickens with their heads cut off. <laughs> God, that is so weird. What other animals live without their head? Any?
1: I can't imagine that there are a lot of headless animals. Animal
0: stories. That's
1: weird. Um, okay. How about how there was this couple whose last name is Garden.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, where are we going with this?
1: <laughs> they named their daughter no. Olivia.
0: Gardener, Olivia Garden, all oh Olive Garden, is that what we're saying here?
1: And then did a tweet about it and had like a no. Uh,
0: don't say that they added Olive Gar like at Olive Garden hashtag. Oh, lots of hashtags. Hashtag never ending breadsticks. Bread. Or never, never ending, ending pastas. Something. Yeah, there were <laughs> a hashtag lot of family hashtags. style. Oh my there it is. That's it.
1: The one. Here's what I don't get, among other things, <laughs> I do not get why you wouldn't just name her Olive. Right, that's a girl's
0: name, and an adorable one, Olivia Olive Garden. Garden.
1: Eh. you think Olivia Garden is better because it's subtler?
0: You're right, it's not. If it you're gonna do seems that, like they should have just done Olive. That's Garden. what I'm
1: saying. If you're gonna be that guy, you have to go that all the way, family. Then you got to go all in with the Olive Garden.
0: All in. See. I get it. I'm trying to think of any other kids' names that I've heard of that are ridiculous. Do you like
1: remember that the, this probably was made up, but I feel like it was a true story that what? there were twins named I'm a hog and you're a hog? No,
0: don't even know about that. But I do want <laughs> twins of my own and I'll name their middle names. It'll be variable and control. But that's you, hilarious. I know that
1: you say that, but is that really what you would no, do? No, I
0: would not. But okay. that's, that would be really... I mean, like, that would be what I would write, like... I would You'd tell them that that's their best. Or I'd like on their birth certificate, make it variable and control and then tell them it's something else. <laughs> so that like legally they are that. That would but be But then fair. I wouldn't tell them which one was which.
1: Why do you want twins so bad? For that exact reason. That's why.
0: No, mostly For because a joke it's you're not even going to do. No. Because I'm I well, no. Um I am interested to see how what happens when you have two exact same dna and then you parent them different or like you know mm-hmm. nature versus nurture thing but i just want two tw- twins because like one done bang it out like boy and girl maybe that's like maybe the be done with it and then no more babies then no more babies just like two is all i need just enough so we can evenly ride rides at disneyland wow that took a lot of thought is that for
1: real? Something you think about? Like but Evenly riding, you, riding you want to pair off? Someone? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, because I came in a family with five, and I was always the one riding alone. Because the yeah. boys were together, right? My mom and dad were like, "What?" You <laughs> Why would one like, of mom, your parents They probably did. It was probably like one went with Lucas, dad went with Jordan, and then somehow I was like by, always by myself because I was the oldest. So I was like, I hated being on the back at the ride by myself, and I never got the front row. It was always the back. Oh, Sarah. So you know what the fuck. <laughs>
1: So you want to have twins for that reason? Third one, I'm just. You know that you can have of... two separately. Yeah, I could. I, I don't could. know if you heard I that. I have heard that. I'm
0: just trying to get one right now. So, all right. Well, keep us posted. We're all waiting for that. Um, what were we even talking about?
1: <laughs> um, Olivia. Olivia's oh, garden. that's right, dummies. Dummies. I hope they don't listen to this show, but I am not okay with that. I'm not okay with
0: novelty naming. Well, Landon brought up at Thanksgiving, and I didn't know if this was just a fact that he, you know, came up with and then just not a fact, but like just something that he just pulled out of the air. But he said that there was a a large number of babies, or or the name Isis was one of the most popular names a couple years ago for girls and now it's not obviously but how in just a couple but did you ever hear that that, that mm-hmm. was a popular name for girls in Neither america I. that's what I, said. I doubt it was not it was in america i thought phenomenon. it was kind of a loosey-goosey fact to be thrown out i was like let me see your soul. do you ever ask him where he heard things not in a group setting oh right because
1: he's doing the old performance like
0: and you know he's like like Because I have been, you know, I understand when you are telling a story and it's like to a crowd and it's funny and blah, 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 blah. I'm not going to be the one to be like, excuse me, uh, is this article peer reviewed? Yeah. Right. So. That's not a crowd. Because that's like ruins the joke. Yeah. And the joke's so good. Did you see the documentary uh, Jim and Andy? (gasps) Oh, I'm so glad we're talking about this. It. Everybody has to see it. It should be required <laughs> viewing for everybody in my school, too. Why? It's phenomenal. Tell them what it is. Okay, so in the, what year was it? 2002 ish or two in the 2000s? 1998. Oh, 1998. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim Carrey portrayed Andy Kaufman in the movie Man in the Moon. And Andy Kaufman was a comedian who was famous for pushing the envelope and doing things to elicit extreme emotion. From the crowd that had really never been done, so he won. He did odd things like he went up on stage and read the entire book of The Great Gatsby, and people were like, went from thinking it was funny to being pissed off, and then being like oh, angry, and and that was his whole point. Is get how do you make people feel different? So Jim Carrey, when he took on this role, was in a place himself where he was struggling to find his own identity. And so clinging to the identity of other people became his go-to and he became Andy Kaufman. Like some people even think that there was almost like a possession of like that Andy, he was Andy Kaufman. He just lived as that character. And I mean, there's so much to tell. How do you even start with this documentary? But to watch a person's progression from not knowing who they are, finding out, uh, what they want and and how they've struggled to get it, getting everything that they dreamed of, discovering that that wasn't what they wanted to begin with, and then like the path towards self enlightenment, I can just see in Jim Carrey, and it is so exciting to watch that all unfold and hear his commentary on it, and I just love him.
1: Do you think that it was all legit, or do you think it was um there were some things that were set up?
0: I I think a lot I think it was all legit. I really do. I mean I and I watched it with a really critical eye. And I especially I think that that it's it's difficult because you almost have to ask, what do you mean by set up? What do you mean by because could Jim Carrey have set up some situations back then when he when he was portraying Andy Kaufman that you know, we're obviously a setup and we're we're a stunt because, you know, he's talked about a lot of that stuff. But I think the reflection and how he talks about it now is all accurate and honest and the truth. Mm-hmm. You know? What yeah you mean by that.
1: Yeah, I think that there were some people that were in on it, though, apart from Jim, that he'd be like, I'm going to do this thing. Oh, yeah, I think that. And it's like, you just go along with it and get mad or
0: whatever, like Jerry
1: Lawler or whatever.
0: Yes, that I think, absolutely. Yeah. But it was just so interesting how they both mirrored each other. And I think it wasn't so much what was on the surface that Mm -hmm. I really took away from that movie. It wasn't the, if you were to write out every scene and this is what happened in the movie and I were to describe, you know, this happened, this happened, this happened. That wouldn't give you an understanding of what the movie was. Mm -hmm. It's the like the subcontinent. It's what's written in between the lines Mm
1: -hmm. that you
0: just feel after that movie. Yeah. That I just left going like, wow. This and just the importance of really knowing who you are. And our quest to Do find Do you that. think
1: Andy Kaufman knew who he was? No. Okay. Do Absolutely you think Jim Carrey does?
0: I think he does now. Mhm. But I think it he had to go through playing many roles and and wearing a mask literally and figure like like, you know, no pun intended or actually pun intended. Yeah. Um for a while before he, you know, and probably got to a point where he like it, he was broken and needed something else. And I think that I almost see an addictive quality to the portrayal of other characters where he's like addicted to feeling somebody else's feelings. And then once he faced that, and once he faced like, what, what is, who is Jim? Mm -hmm. Then real growth happened and real discovery happened. And now I just hear the way he talks and I'm just like, Holy crap, this guy's, we should be listening to Jim Carrey.
1: Mm hmm. Because well, it all
0: sounds like stuff I'm, like, what we talk about in school and what, like, the ultimate end goal is. Right. Or, like, a, your your perception of yourself.
1: Sometimes it, he gets to me, though, because, like, he did this interview on the red carpet recently. He was in an event. Did you see it? Yeah. Okay, what did you think about? Well, let me explain yes. it to the listener. He, where he was being interviewed by a typical, like, e-entertainment, new you know, TV Person Mm -hmm. who was just like, hey, what are you doing here? What you look great? What's new? Like, they all are, they're just stupid interviews. And he basically tortured her Mm -hmm. and made a fool out of her on purpose using this like existential, like, who are any of us, right? Whatever. And what I I don't like it one bit.
0: I wonder if there, if he's still in a position where he has to go to some of those things, but then wants to. I don't know. Get people talking about something else or change. Yeah, positions. there's but a way it to is do quiet. that. It, it was at the expense of yeah. a, a woman's because
1: Oprah yeah. does that because right. she participates Agreed. in things that are very like superficial and consumerist.
0: Yes, you know, whatever. That's a really good point. But
1: she can provide substance that yeah. then lets you think about other things and provides meaning. And he was making a fool out of her. I think and that's I-
0: still that narcissist that's in him. Very strong. And
1: that's the other thing I took away from the movie because I you know these so Jim Carrey's he's one of these a people. Textbook narcissist. Okay, thank you. Textbook. Okay. Yes. Cause he's one of these do you know these people who constantly and that's why he couldn't know didn't know who he was because it's like okay, keep going. Yes. People who constantly say that they were doing something and then they got this sign. Mm-hmm. It's like thirty dolphins appeared mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. I saw a flash of light. Mm -hmm. I, not always, but people that do that with everything, to me, it's narcissism Mm -hmm. because it's basically like the universe. I'm a part of a divine
0: blah, blah, blah. uh, Ideas of grandiosity is what it's called. And it annoys me. Yes, as it should. And the other one is um, magical thinking is the other name for that, where you think that if your thoughts are going to somehow impact the future events and that we call that magical thinking and, and that's so, what he does and he absolutely does that
1: yeah but the movie's fantastic i really love jim carrey that's mm-hmm. just my only gripe with him yeah. because it gets a little tiresome
0: mm-hmm. and you know what i think now that you mention it i do see that a lot of this is um i mean i hate to be like this but it's tied up to him being a dude and His role is like a man in, because I went as soon as you said the Oprah thing, I'm like, okay, because it looks different in a woman. Well, imagine
1: if a woman did what he did on the red carpet. No way. She'd never be invited back, I'll tell you that.
0: Or if she made a fool. It's almost like, and I even think of how I looked at him, and I was like, oh my God. It's like, um, I felt. Like he was almost like a cult leader when I was watching it where I was like, if Jim Carrey said he would start a cult, I might look into joining. Like it w- <laughs> I would be like that. Cause I'm like, I, I, he is got all those, all the things that you can use for good, or you can use them, you know, in other ways, but it was a great documentary and I got so much out of it.
1: Yeah, I did too. I, so Tim Begge, who was on Road Rules as well, and I dated for a, a while, is basically Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. like in every way. Mm. And you know the comedy and the heaviness there. Mm-hmm. And we watched we were dating when that movie came out, and we watched it probably six times in the theater because he was wow. obsessed with Andy oh, Kaufman he as well. So much. Yeah, and then I text him. I'm like, Have you seen? jim and andy yet and he's like i've already watched it three times yeah there you go (laughs) they're like the same so i kept thinking about him too and um there was even an article written about tim one time where it said like he's either going to be nothing or the next jim carrey Mm -hmm. and i thought oh that's a heavy sort of and ridiculous idea that you're either going to be nothing or the next anything but i thought about that a
0: lot when i watched it too yeah so interesting yeah everyone should everybody watch it it's on netflix that. it's fantastic
1: all right i think that wraps it up for today because i got a piece so bad oh my god you should have told me i can pause I just, the damn thing I just
0: wait i mean we're talking about so many good things
1: we'll see you next time bye, bye everybody